0: want to tell you our sponsor is american financing american financing whether you're buying your first your next or your forever home you've got to make the right investment uh and uh, when you have the financing and interest rates you have to have the right people working for you so you know you get everything that you need don't don't think that the bank is giving you a loan. They are selling you a loan, and you need somebody on your side to find the right uh, interest rate and the right loan package for you.
1: Yeah, when someone's selling you something, you want to get it at the best price. I mean, think about the historic level we've had with these uh, interest rates now for, what, almost a decade?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not going to last forever. No. No. Uh, so please lock yourself into a, uh, a a fixed loan, not a variable loan, a fixed loan. Get one now while they're still gettable, if you will, at these interest rates. It's AmericanFinancing.net. You can call them 800-906-2440 or just go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. You know, I think I could do, you know, the rest of my life, I could continue to do shows just on the hypocrisy of the left. But I want to try to find meaning in what is happening and, and things that are meaningful to you in your life and how you can make your life better. But I do have to just touch base here on Nancy Pelosi. Um, apparently, most Americans found Donald Trump Good. 75% of those in the CBS poll taken right after were like, yeah, I I agree with him. I thought that was a good speech. But the left has enjoyed the Nancy Pelosi clapping and uh, her eye rolls and her her chomping down on her lips. However... Yesterday, a reporter from the Daily Caller asked the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi what she thought about President Trump's statements during the State of the Union about late term abortions. We get there in one minute.
2: This is the Glenn Beck program.
0: All right. Um, Our sponsor this half hour is uh, Relief Factor. If you're in constant pain, you are not alone. There are millions of Americans, 50 million Americans who are in constant pain and they miss work due to pain. 50 million Americans are missing work today because of pain. You can spend $2,000 a year. That's what the average person spends. And 66% of those people believe they're going to live in pain for the rest of their life. I started taking Relief Factor uh, about a year ago, and it has really helped me. I felt the best I felt in five years. It's 100% drug free. It's created by doctors. There's a three-week quick start. It's 19.95, so they know. Uh, they usually they sell them in a you know a package for a month, but they know that in three weeks you're, it's either going to work for you or it's not. So they package this quick start for three weeks. If it works for you, you order more. If it doesn't, just stop taking it. I will tell you that in three weeks, it's changed my life. Eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four. 500 relieffactor It's relieffactor.com. Now,
1: I'm hung up on that stat. Did you say 66% of people believe they're never going to get rid of pain? Yes. That's just like giving up on life. 66%. That's an incredibly high number. You've tried
0: everything. Yeah, jeez. I mean, it's it's pain is the most discouraging thing yeah. you can possibly go through after you go through it for a few years you're just like i i just this is my life now it's my life and i can't do it for very long Ugh. i mean it's just it's awful it's awful
1: definitely worth 20
0: bucks to uh, try to get rid of that go to relieffactor.com that's relieffactor.com So here's Nancy Pelosi, after being asked by the Daily Caller, what do you think about the president's statements about abortion, late-term abortion?
2: What do you think about the president calling on a ban on late-term abortions? It's
1: really quite a sad thing when you know that what we're talking about is something that applies to the health and life, health, and ability to have other children of women.
2: And I um, hope that in his family he never has to face that crisis and, and uh, apply his attitude towards.
0: Is there a bigger lie than that? You know what a sad thing is? A sad thing is that that our, our elected officials are deliberately misleading people. We have to face up to the truth here. Beyond spin, this is the time when I've said you have to have credibility because at some point people aren't going to know what to do and who to trust and you have to have credibility. If you still have credibility, now is the time for you to stand up and say, "Look, I just I want you to read the bill. I want you to listen to what she just said. I want you to read the bill. And I want you to I want you to also listen to to Ben Sass when he stood up and he asked senators to just take a stand on after birth abortion. And the Democrats wouldn't take a stand. What's sad, Nancy, is dilation and extraction, the method that is used for surgical abortion, used for abortions after 21 weeks. An abortion of any kind is hideous. But many of the methods used for late-term abortion, it's just torture and murder. That's quite a charge to make. But I want you to just think, and I'm sorry to do this to you, but I just want you to think just for a second so you can share this with your friends in a compassionate way. Would you ever hold a baby down, a newborn baby, and rip its legs and arms off? We would all say, of course not. It's horrible to even think of that. What they're asking you, what Nancy Pelosi is saying, is that it is okay to as the woman goes into labor to kill the child. Why won't, we, why won't we do it? Why are we so horrified by doing it outside of the womb? But five minutes before the baby is born, we'll do horrible things. Pelosi has her reasons for saying this, and they might not entirely be rooted in compassion for women, women's rights. For one, the guest she invited to the State of the Union was Leanna Wen, the president of Planned Parenthood, who boldly took to Twitter to say this As an immigrant, a mother, a doctor, and the president of Planned Parenthood, I am honored to attend the State of the Union as the guest of Speaker Pelosi, who throughout her illustrious career has been a staunch champion for women's rights, immigrant rights, voting rights, and universal access to health care. The best response? To all of this, perhaps the one that has had the most sway is this one.
3: Lawmakers in New York cheered with delight upon the passage of legislation that would allow a baby to be ripped from the mother's womb moments from birth. These are living, feeling, beautiful babies who will never get the chance to share their love and their dreams with the world. And then we had the case of the governor of Virginia, where he stated he would execute a baby after birth. To defend the dignity of every person, I am asking Congress to pass legislation to prohibit the late-term abortion
4: of children who can feel pain in a mother's womb.
0: How do you, how do you say no to that? How do you not applaud? What he said, you may have disagreed with with everything he said except for this. I am asking Congress to pass legislation to ban killing the baby after birth. How is that not universally heralded? Don't let the Trump derangement syndrome stop you from seeing the truth. Your friends who are who are so deranged, they've lost their handle. Many of them are the same ones who said we were racist for bringing up socialism, that we said socialism is what President Obama is pushing. He is a socialist. And that's not a welfare system. That is a complete repudiation of the free market. All of it. Not just drugs, but all of it. And they said that was racist. They are still saying, Ocasio-Cortez said that this was Name-calling. No, it's not name-calling. It's not. It is a political philosophy, and a political philosophy that has been heralded by some for a very long time. I'm not name-calling by saying you're a you're a socialist. I mean, unless you're name-calling when you say, oh, well, you're a conservative or a Republican. I know it's name-calling when you say that. I know it is. But it's not name calling when I say you're a Democrat. And it's not name calling when I say you are a socialist. Ocasio Cortez, you're a socialist. You know it. I know it. You admit to it. You're a socialist. You say the free market system isn't going to be with us forever. Well, I hope you're wrong. But it's not name calling. There's a cliff. There's a cliff. I've tried to prepare my family, and I've tried to prepare you and myself for this cliff. And I I didn't know what it would look like. And I wondered if I would ever see it. But I warned you it would come. And I, it was made real to me when I was in Poland and I met with a woman who I've told you a million times saved Jews, one of the righteous among the nations, who when I said, I know the tree of righteousness lives in all of us, in all of us. How do I water the tree? And she shook her head and looked at me in disbelief and say, said, you misunderstand the righteous didn't suddenly become righteous. They just refused to go over the cliff with everyone else. We are at that cliff and your friends are going over that cliff because they are they are so they're being lied to what Nancy Pelosi said. Listen. Listen to what she said. It's a different argument. We are talking about a a law being passed that you cannot kill a child after birth. Now, I would include. But that's not what the president was saying, I would include right before birth, because there is no medical reason ever for a woman to have a baby killed inside of her as she's dilated, as she's giving birth. There's no reason to kill that child, only to have her give birth vaginally three days later. How does that make any sense? But that's not what the president is talking about. He's talking about banning people from neglecting a child after birth. To kill it. Listen to the argument again that she was making.
2: What do you think about the president calling on a ban on late term abortions?
1: It's really quite a sad thing when you know that what we're talking about is something that applies
2: to the health and life, health, and ability to have other children of women. I hope that in his family he never has to face that crisis. And, and uh, apply his attitude toward.
0: It. Now, to give her the benefit of the doubt, because the reporter said late-term abortions, we could get into the stack, the stats. The vast majority of those women that have late-term abortions, it has nothing to do with health. You'll see in the stats that were taken after people had late-term abortions. What was the reason given to the doctor? I, the number one reason is I didn't know I was pregnant. Number two is I didn't, know, uh, I didn't know where to get an abortion, or I couldn't decide whether or not to have an abortion. And now, here I am delivering the baby, and I, I want to kill it. That's, those are the reasons. Those are the reasons we're at a cliff and we have to talk with peace and love and compassion without the pointing of the fingers, without all of the things that I did to you during the election of Donald Trump. We have to learn from my mistake and listen with compassion and try to Talk reason, because this one is the cliff that kills our society why you're so valuable as a host you make so many learn mistakes that are yes people can, people can learn yes from. it's almost like i no human being could make as many mistakes as i that's have what made, i'm saying right yeah it's uh-huh. all intentional okay it's all it. intentional i'm just trying to demonstrate mm. what not to do can we go into the uh fact check on
1: on this point about abortion from the state of the union that oh, the New, New York times did oh my gosh uh fact checking is dead
0: Oh, I mean, the New York Times was an
1: embarrassment on this during the State of the Union. Yeah.
0: Uh, By the way, did you see uh, the former editor of the New York Times uh, put a book out? And uh, uh, it looks like a lot of plagiarism was happening there. Really? Yes. But Oliver Darcy said the way he explained it was there are many words that appear in other places. Well, yes, that is one way of putting it. Another way is I lifted an entire paragraph without any kind of attribution and put it in my book. And when you see the many words, it's paragraph after paragraph after paragraph. So the
1: plagiarism wasn't in the Times. It was in the book. In a book, by the
0: times yes. Editor. Is this uh, the same one that, that is uh, it where she was saying there was lots of problems at the Times? Is this- yeah, and she was talking about truth. Hmm. Yeah, how to find truth. And now she's saying, I didn't plagiarize. Um... Can you explain this this magic jumble of words that just happened to appear here, here, and here? And they're all from different magazines. Hmm, it's weird. Anyway, uh, let me tell you about Simply Safe. <clears throat> no one should feel um, unsafe at home. Uh, fear has no place in the uh, in the house. It really it, this is this is your castle. This is the place that everybody's supposed to be protected. Well, is your house safe? Simply Safe has made that their mission from day one, and three million families already agree and are now protected with Simply Safe. I remember when this company was had six employees. I remember last year when it was only two million people having their homes and their businesses protected by Simply Safe. Simply Safe does it right. It is round the clock security monitoring. The police make sure the police are on their way. The fire is on their way when you need them. The security sensors are really tiny. They blend in with your home, so you don't really notice them, and neither will the bad guys. The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security, and it's a wire cutter top pick. That's why 3 million people have it in their home and their businesses, and you can protect your home and get 10% off right now. You'll get free shipping on any system order. Just visit SimplySafebeck.com and get started. That's simplysafebeck.com. Get 10% off your home security system with SimpliSafeBeck.com. We break now. 10 seconds for Station ID. (laughs) So fact checking is dead in America. You can't even trust the fact checkers anymore. Here is the look at the New York Times. This is un. They had several of these. I uh, I've been cheering for a while for the State of
1: the Union to just be go back to being a letter because mm-hmm. I, I don't like the speech. I know you had a really good time at it. It was really interesting. No, I didn't have room. a
0: good time. It was. Interesting it was in terrifying in many ways, but it was fascinating to see it in person.
1: I think we're doing a, uh, a Colin show tonight. Yeah. If you have questions about Glenn being in the room and any insight that you were w- wondering about how those moments went over, that would be an interesting thing to do tonight. Yeah, it would. It would. Uh, if you want to call into the TV show tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV. Uh, so, but I was I, So I read it, and I read it with the New York Times fact checks, because this is the way I torture myself. So listen to this fact check. This is the quote about abortion from Trump. Lawmakers in New York cheered with delight upon the passage of legislation that would allow a baby to be ripped from the mother's womb moments from birth. They say this is misleading. That's absolutely true. Okay. How how is it misleading? Here's their explanation. Ripped. It does not broadly allow abortions until shortly before birth, as Mr. Trump suggested. First of all, he didn't say anything about it being broad. He just said it would allow it. So any possible uh, occurrence of a baby being ripped out from a mother's womb moments before birth is enough for me to oppose it. Right. Okay? If there was right. one possibility, like, if, I don't know, if there was a slot machine in every every surgery uh, abortion surgery room, and they pulled it, and if it came up 888, that meant that they got to rip it out of the womb, I would have a problem with that. But, of course, it doesn't limit it that way at all. Right. He never suggests it's broad. However, it goes on to say it will allow for an abortion after 24 weeks to protect the mother's health.
0: Now, of course, you tell me whether this language is broad or not. Okay, now wait a minute. Mm -hmm. First of all, Mm -hmm. are you telling me there isn't a slot machine? There's no slot machine. i made that part up. There's not a slot machine. I'm pretty sure there is a slot machine. And if it did, if if it did exist, it would come up 666, not 888. (laughs) But that's a different story. Go ahead.
1: Fair point. Okay. So again, Trump doesn't say it's broad. Mm-hmm. They say he's misleading because it doesn't broadly allow them. So that that is that is right off the bat. Not, you're not fact checking what he said. You're fact checking something else. Correct. Secondly, tell me this is not broad. It is an exception for women's health. In uh, in and this is this is the the only terms you can get one. The women's health exemption only comes up in these cases. Quote all factors, physical, emotional, psychological, familial. And the woman's age Relevant to the well-being Of the patient The familial one's amazing So it has to do With the family yeah, Which is I, like well, I, f- I don't know I'm in the middle Of aborting a kid Sure that's gonna cause me Some familial stress Right I'm I, sure my,
0: my husband doesn't want The baby My husband is bad Whatever So kill the child Unbelievable It's, it's, it's really unbelievable David Harsani wrote A great o- o- op-ed On the death Of fact-checking You're listening you To, to yeah. Glenn Beck That's back. great stuff blinds.com the one home improvement you can do that will totally change the look and feel of your home and there's no contractor required there's no high ticket price if you want to sell your home this spring this is the best thing you can do i mean this is curb appeal inside the house most people uh replace their blinds and window coverings when they're selling their home but why not enjoy them exactly you're, right you're living there you might as well enjoy it exactly right and upgrade the house blinds.com makes the selection the ordering the installation of brand new window coverings fast and easy the design consultants will chat online they'll get on the phone they'll facetime with you that's how committed they are to help you pick and install the perfect window coverings right now through february 14th huge site-wide savings plus an additional five percent off if you use the radio code back. that's radio code back at blinds.com radio code back blinds.com Uh, in just moments, I'm going to attempt
1: to sell Glenn on doing another New York Times fact check, this one on the border. I, I, oh, yes. Oh, we have
0: to Oh, yes, it. please. Okay. Oh, Back yes, in a please. Why pay
1: your hard-earned money to join an organization that fought for a government-run health care system
4: and stood against tax cuts for middle-class Americans and small business owners? That's AARP. Join AMAC, the conservative alternative. Same
3: money-saving benefits of AARP without the liberal agenda. Stand with AMAC as they fight the good fight. Become a member today. Join now at
0: amac.us/usa. amac.us/usa. So we we just have to fact-check the media here, um, and we've already debunked the New York Times uh, on on one front. But there are multiple fronts that the New York Times is is lying. They are lying to you. And and you cannot claim to be the paper of record and then claim well, we were just looking at it from this point of view. Because what Stu just lined out for the way they fact checked abortion is so misleading. It's a lie. He says that
1: abortion uh, can be allowed, you know, ripping the uh, baby right out of the mother's womb moments before birth. Uh, They say that's not true because uh, it's not broadly going to happen. First of all, he didn't suggest it was broadly going to happen. So you're fact checking something he didn't say. Secondarily, uh, the restrictions on a woman's health exemption are so impossibly broad. They are literally written as, quote, all
0: factors. That is the. That's, could there be th- anything more broad than all no. factors? No. It's like I left my keys in space. Uh, <laughs> well, can you narrow it down? I did. What? That's not a broad <laughs> outline. They're in space. <laughs> it's about how bad it is. Uh, same
1: thing with the border. This one's fascinating to me. Try to navigate the window. They are trying to fit this in. Okay. President Trump described illegal border crossings as a quote, urgent national crisis this is false okay now first of all it's somewhat of a uh, you know subjective, subjective thing right mm-hmm. i mean urgent mm-hmm. national crisis mm-hmm. however it's not a subjective thing to the new york times who writes in the fact check quote a record number of families have tried to cross the border in recent months overwhelming officials at the border and quote creating a new kind of humanitarian crisis so, so how- they are themselves calling it an overwhelming new kind of crisis, and in the that's in a fact check about saying it, it's an urgent national crisis is false. So what? It's it's new and it's overwhelming, uh, and, and it's a crisis. It, but it's a crisis, but it's not urgent what's your what what how is this false you yourself are using the exact same word he used to describe it
0: so here's here's let me give you a couple from cnn okay yeah um here's cnn um jim acosta uh jim acosta we all know what he's what jim acosta is gonna say but here's his tweet unity Trump turns from Venezuela to take a swipe at the Dems. Here in the United States, we're alarmed by new calls to adopt socialism in our country. America was founded on liberty and independence, not government coercion, domination, and control. Okay. Oh, oh. Hey, <laughs> Yes, and I think that's what everybody on the left says, that we shouldn't have a coercive government. We shouldn't have control, that big government uh, in the hands of of conservatives. It's just nothing but coercion. He's not even saying, no, that's what the Founding Fathers wanted. He's not even saying that. Right. What he's saying is that it is by restating the foundational principles of the american experiment is somehow divisive how sadly so, i think he's right on that it is divisive because about half the country doesn't believe in any of it correct them. yeah so it's not name calling mm-hmm. it isn't being divisive it, in your in your the way you're looking at it oh he's just trying to be divisive no he's stating a fact There are people who say, let's get rid of the free market system. They are even in Congress. They are they are growing in popularity. That's not who we are. We have never been a government of coercion. We have in the progressive eras, dare I say it. But we have always we have always had to apologize for. Oh, sorry. Put the Japanese in uh, prison camps. We've always had to apologize for those progressive errors excuse me how is this divisive let me give you another one hmm. here's brian stelter and and this is in his newsletter um you really you beat yourself up and, and read that
1: thing every night don't you hmm? you you do not seem to be a particular fan of brian's work however you I do find brian's, yourself in front
0: of that uh newsletter every night i, I always I do find because, something interesting because i think he is i think <laughs> he is just i just think he is just out of Out of his mind. I really do. I really do. Um, uh, Trump's frightening rhetoric about immigration. um, uh, It rings true to Fox viewers, but it strikes many other Americans as extreme and even a joke. Here's what he said. We have just heard that Mexican cities, in order to remove the illegal immigrants from their communities, are getting trucks and buses to bring them up to our country in areas where there is little border protection. Now, as he was saying that, that night, there was a local news report that said the first of 55 buses, the caravan uh, is now beginning to arrive at our southern border. 55 buses, a caravan moving to our border to the unprotected places how is this how is this divisive how is how is this a joke how is this not true they have they have really truly lost touch with with uh, truth entirely they hate him so much and i have to tell you by being in the room at the State of the Union. You know how I feel about the State of the Union. I think it is awful. I think it's a joke. I think it's pomp and circumstance. I I hate every second of
1: it. You've said that ever since I've known you, you know, yes. t- over twenty years ago, Correct. and that.
0: I still hate every second of it. But if I was in if I were in the government, I would reposition the cameras. Because all you focus on is the president and and then the cameras direct your attention to what the cameras want to show you. What I saw on television in clips was different than what I saw when I was there. And what I saw, I was behind Congress and above them. So I could see, and I know we're all above Congress, but um, we could. I could see who was faced uh who is uh, going through their facebook pages who is who is tweeting stuff who is taking selfies who is just reading something that was not the text of the speech who was nudging each other and laughing who was hissing booing doing things that you cannot hear on television and i came away with and i know this is going to cause me all kinds of trouble but I came away with respect on how restrained this president was. <laughs> wow, okay? you, don't, you don't hear that uh, very often. You don't see, you don't see the people on the left and how they treat him. Now, what we focus on is is this: Jamel Hill. She is a an Atlantic staff writer and former uh, high profile ESPN host. I okay. point out. She tweeted this. Uh, uh, somebody tweeted, please let AOC yell out, uh, whose man's is this? I don't even know what that means. Sure, it's a reference. You're right in your demographic. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamel Hill writes and tweets, nah, she's got to yell, get your hand out of my pocket. Gosh, it's almost like you were playing the audio. You nailed that line so well. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Do you know what that is? I don't, uh, but I'm sure you do. Yes. Get your hand out of my pocket. (laughs) I like how your name. Thank you. I get your hand. Was what was screamed in the auditorium by a man who was part of the crew that was assassinating Malcolm X. He was in the back and he stood up as Malcolm X was speaking peacefully. And he said, get your hand out of my pocket and that was the cue and everybody jumped up it became melee four guys came to the stage and gunned malcolm x down in a hail of bullets Mm. it was he was riddled with bullets they kept shooting and kept shooting and kept shooting they made sure that man was dead how is it that this woman still has a blue check mark. Oh, and she's praised. The media loves Jamel Hill. Of course they do. Oh yeah, of course they do. And that's all we see. All we see is the ones that come uh, out of out of reporters and out of uh, conservative hmm. uh, journals that say, "Hey, wait a minute, this is." This is a little double standard, and this is horrible. Yeah. Can you imagine had I said that about Barack Obama? Oh, my God. How many times did I say under Bush, under, uh, under every president, joking about the safety of the president is never funny? Never a good idea. Never. Um, can you imagine if somebody would have said that who was in a position of power about Barack Obama? And yet, she still has her Twitter feed, and she not, still
1: has a blue check mark. Let's not forget the exact publication you're talking about that she now works after losing her job uh, yeah. at ESPN. Got rid of Kevin Williamson for a years old uh, quote taken out of context about abortion. Here is uh, she's publicly saying this. This is essentially the equivalent of I, I. I don't believe that she's going to go try to kill the president. However, uh, you don't joke about those things, uh, and it, it certainly. In the other way, you know, if the other way around it would be something that she would get fired for if she were to say that about Barack Obama and she was a conservative Uh, and and the Atlantic in particular is firing people because of controversial speech
0: and they're going to make Kevin Williamson uh, have to leave, but they're going to keep Jamal Hill. So because of that, and here's what I've missed because of that, when you see these Congress, these congressmen and mainly the Congresswomen in the Progressive Caucus. They were so unbelievably disrespectful. They were so unbelievably um, out of control, really out of control for decorum. No one, no one would be no one would find that acceptable if the other side had done that to Barack Obama mm-hmm. no one would find it acceptable you wouldn't find their uh, their behavior acceptable in congress if it was barack obama they were so disrespectful because they know they can get away with it. They can laugh at a tweet like this and get away with it. Yeah.
1: Remember the New York Times writer who was saying uh, all white people should be killed yes. and everything. It was
0: funny. It was yes. a funny thing. It was a oh, funny little come joke. come on. You know, you know what she means. So that is that has empowered these people, and I did not take into account what it is like for the president— because he is the president, what it's like for the president to face these people every single day and how they mistreat him. We all see the mistreatment that we see, but we only see the mistreatment that somebody on conservative a conservative platform will catch and point out mm-hmm. and we and in many times that is only uh, coming from the the liberal owned cameras that are shooting everything. When you're actually in that situation and you're watching, I'm telling you, I have more respect for the president on how restrained he was. Before
1: we uh, go to break here, can I request one thing on behalf of the audience? Uh, can you read Jamel Hill's tweet one more time, please?
0: This is on by request? Mm-hmm. Nah, she got a yell, get your hand out my pocket. Ah, perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. It was excellent. Reading. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know how it's turned down for that that role. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Strange. Strange. Anyway, uh, 1-800-Flowers <laughs> today marks the seven-day oh, no. countdown. Seven days? Seven days. Uh, I got to make this call. Seven days for this made-up holiday called Valentine's What's the day. phone number,
1: though? I can never remember the phone number for 1-800-Flowers.
0: Uh, what is it? Jeez, I, I got to write this down. 1-800-Flowers.
1: 1-800 okay. 1-800-Flowers.com. one 800
0: flowers. Flowers. Do I have to write on the phone? Do I have to type .com? Uh, no, no you, you go to the website, okay. 1-800-Flowers.com, dot com. 1-800-Flowers.com. So if I want to call, it's 1-800-Flowers.com. No, it, it, and if I want to go to the web, just type 1-800-Flowers. Okay, you <laughs> your wife is not going to have a good Valentine's <laughs> this Day. This is my excuse, though. I can later on I say, know. look, I, I misunderstood know. how to order. I didn't know. Mm. Don't put it off. This is, uh, this is, you know, your red alert is here. By the way, are we going to save the poor souls that forgot next week? Uh, we're we're considering that. We're yes. considering it's a it. process. Yeah, we haven't done it for a few years, and oh, it's good, but it will cost you. Mm-hmm. It will cost you anyway. Uh, right now, when you order, you're going to get eighteen roses, uh, eighteen red roses for twenty nine ninety nine. Now, do you remember when I told you two weeks ago? Order these in advance because they're going to be more expensive, and they were nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's what you get because <laughs> now they're harder to get. So it's eighteen roses for twenty nine ninety nine. Still
1: really low. Really for Eighteen low. roses.
0: Are you kidding me? Do you remember when literally? The guys in New York on Valentine's Day, we were down in the subway at the flower store trying to, we would buy baby's <laughs> Baby breath. breath yeah. We tried to buy baby's <laughs> breath. They were out of everything else. Now, you can upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. So, 18 red roses for twenty nine ninety nine, dollars or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. It's 1-800-Flowers.com, 1-800-Flowers.com. Make sure you click on the uh, radio icon and enter the radio code BEC. That's 1-800-Flowers radio code Beck offer ends tomorrow do it now
2: this is the Glenn Beck program
0: the first this message uh, from um, from relief factor I, I've been taking relief factor to alleviate uh, inflammation and pain now for about a year and it is really really good it makes uh, um, it makes a real difference to me. Pain can be debilitating, but most of our pain is coming from inflammation. And if you can get that under control, your life really changes. I I want you to try relief factor before you give up on your pain. Just try relief factor. Try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work after three weeks, it's not going to work for you. 70% of the people who try it um go on to order more month after month after month i've been i've been taking three times a day now for over a year it's relief factor go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384 800-500-8384 or relieffactor.com go to relieffactor.com now a pretty incredible story when we come back So we have been debating, we have been debating abortion. We are talking about what's happening here in the United States going over the cliff. But what's happening in Africa, from the United States, in particular the Gates Foundation, is pretty horrifying, especially in its scale. We have the author of Target Africa to tell us exactly what's going on. In one minute.
2: This is the Glenn Beck program.
0: I feel so bad when she gets on because I'm going to just butcher her name because I can't pronounce. I can't pronounce. You can't pronounce like Smith most of the time. I can't even <sighs> imagine how this is going to go. Okay, thank you, mm-hmm. Stu. Liberty safe. Liberty safes are not just for men. They're, you know, not just for storing guns and ammo. They are perfect for keeping things that you want to keep safe from your children uh, or prowlers. Medication, passports, collectibles, gold, anything. Baked goods. I think it's important to make sure that your baked goods are not taken
1: by others in your family. Uh, don't give them the combination uh, to your to your safe, because if they can get into your Liberty Safe, they can. I mean, there's Twinkies in there. There's Chocodiles.
0: If, if I had Kryptonite, it would be. And I know this sounds weird, but it would be rice pudding. Rice pudding, really? Yeah, I don't know. I know it doesn't make any sense. Rice pudding is my kryptonite. It's I like rice pudding, but I I feel like it's no no one. No one's one's top tier. No, I know, I know, I know. But I would put it in a liberty safe because somebody always eats it, and I'm like, (laughs) no. If it's rice pudding, it belongs to me. You should also, it also belongs refrigerated. So, I mean, you I, might want to. I know. Well, I can eat strategy. a lot of it quickly. Okay. I just, <laughs> kids will sneak in between. <laughs> All right. Anyway, one of the best built safes on the planet is, I don't recommend rice pudding, but just about anything else you can put in your Liberty Safe. LibertySafe.com. LibertySafe.com. I want to welcome to the program Obi-Anuju uh, Kocha, doctor. Oh, are you there? How, how, how is that? Was that even close?
2: Well, Obi-Anuju Kocha, you actually did it. I I- wow. <laughs> Thank amazing.
0: you. Thank you. Nice work. <laughs> Is there a a shorter version of your name I may refer to you?
2: Everyone calls me Uju, which is the last three letters of my first name. And I need to correct something. I'm a Nigerian. I'm a biomedical scientist, not a doctor. I'm a biomedical scientist in hematology and blood blood banking. And I live in the UK, and I work out of the UK. So I do work in Africa, but I live in the UK most of the year.
0: So I got your name right, but everything else is wrong. (laughs) That's a new one. That's a new one. It's uh That's there's my, always uh,
2: it's a pleasure to be here. Uh,
0: it's it's my pleasure. Um so Uju, can you tell us tell us what you have found going on in Africa uh and Nigeria.
2: Right. Uh not just Nigeria really, it is Africa. You were right the first time. So a couple of years ago, um I was just minding my business here in the UK uh not a problem. Still, of course, very much going back to Africa for various things for my family. A lot of my family is still out in Nigeria. And I realized that the Gates Foundation was doing this massive, massive, massive contraception program. But it was beyond contraception. This was more like population control. Melinda Gates was raising at the time. Uh, five billion dollars and anybody can check this, this was her project from 2012, she did a massive family planning summit here in London and she was with uh, David Cameron at the time and they were moving towards African nations she said it was the 69 poorest countries in the world but 69 poorest countries in the world includes almost all of the 54 state, uh, 54 countries of Africa so this really uh, I found quite disconcerting and looked into it a bit and found this woman was trying trying to rebrand the entire uh, agenda of population control. She was making it nicer. She was making it more sleek. And and it was a really terrible thing what she was doing. So um, I started investigating. I, I wrote this uh, thing that then became known as the open letter to Melinda Gates. So it was the African woman's letter, open letter to Melinda Gates, where I was begging her not to use the $5 billion For this project, I said, if you want to help African women, education, uh, security, food and water, there were so many things she could have used it for if she really wanted to help us. Um, So for all these years, I mean, in the last couple of years, of course, I've been going to the United Nations every year, and I see a bigger picture. It's happening. Yes, the UN headquarters from New York, uh, you see a massive agenda. Uh, to come into Africa and really color, recolonize the African people with regards to some of these issues, you know, not just population control but also abortion.
0: So, um, first of all, uh, you know, handing out condoms in in um, in in, um, in in the Catholic uh, world—that is almost old world Catholic, not American Catholic. Um, That is still kind of um, a a taboo to hand out any kind of contraception. But this goes beyond contraception, and they are encouraging uh, women to have abortions because their children would be better off dead than living in Africa in poverty. Is that
2: the Yeah, most of the African countries uh, have refused to legalize abortion and the Africans are fine with it. We do not have uh, an abortion movement, you know, an organic abortion movement in any of the African countries. But what we find is a very slick campaign pressurizing or putting the, the African uh, countries and African governments under pressure to legalize abortion. And what you find, Glenn, is that in most of the African capitals now, you have International Planned Parenthood Federation right there. They say they're doing family planning, but it's beyond that. We see them putting a lot of your tax dollars. When they get your tax dollars, they use it in Africa to buy politicians. They use it to infiltrate African Parliament. So up to today, only for African African countries out of 54 have legalized abortion. Most of the other African countries are still holding the line, but we find that more and more we're even getting lawsuits being funded from DC. You know, the Center for Reproductive Rights is running a right now. They they have a big case against the Kenyan government. How is it that an American? organization can come to an African country and sue an entire African country for uh, not legalizing abortion. So it is a horrible battle we have on our hands, and they have all the money. We have nothing.
0: Now, let me play devil's advocate with you, Yuju. Um, uh, Some would say that, culturally speaking, there are places in the world where women are oppressed, uh, women uh, who have Children out of wedlock or they're they're in in deep, deep poverty, um, that their life is a living hell because it's a male dominated society and the women would like to be able to have control of their body and control over birth. How do would you respond to that?
2: That is not true. That is not true, Glenn, because the polls do not show that. So a uh, a poll that was done a couple of years ago in Kenya, I looked closely at it because I didn't want to be moving with anecdotes and uh, what I've seen on the streets. You know, of African nations, mm-hmm. I have seen polls that have shown that African women are so strongly against abortion, you see, because we have, even beyond religion, we have cultural beliefs on on things like bloodlines. African tribes and ethnic groups and African people, a lot of them believe in bloodlines. And what we believe is that we are carrying the bloodlines from our ancestors onto generations coming. What abortion does in that equation, Glenn, is that it breaks the African bloodlines and it breaks family bloodlines. So, for many, many African women, if, if you speak to them, especially when you go to Africa, not the ones who have been westernized, they will tell you that they believe that abortion is an abomination. It's a direct attack on human life. We, you know, we, African women are more, um, friendly, i would say, to motherhood. And yes, yes, we, uh, we want to have women rise out of poverty. I am for education of the African girl. I want to see more African women going into med schools and nursing schools. And, you know, I want them to be able to stand shoulder to shoulder with girls and women all over the world. But uh, abortion is not the way to do it. And even the Africans themselves in some countries you have polls as high as 80% of population being against abortion under any circumstance so abortion is something that no african nation will take up unless a western country is behind the move
0: i believe bill gates his father was high up in uh, planned parenthood in uh, in his day um and so he kind of bill gates himself grew up in an atmosphere uh, that had you know a lot of respect for Margaret Sanger. When you say population control, um, that takes on a different kind of con- connotation. One, birth control and family planning. But you're you're actually using the words population control, um, which which takes on a more nefarious kind of uh, uh, sound, if you will, and and almost conjures up. Uh, the idea of sterilizing a population.
2: Absolutely. That's exactly the point I'm trying to make. So nothing wrong in facing children. And I believe that if an African woman is educated, she will decide, you know, she, she can read, you know, pharmaceutical, uh inserts of drugs and she can decide this is what i want or this is what i don't want for myself but what we find glenn is that these western organizations like the gates foundation are coming into african countries and african villages and african cities and towns and they are moving uh, quantities of contraception through populations that do not know what the side effects are do not understand what they are so we are finding that uh, once they leave our villages, you're picking up women who are almost dying because of some sort of side effects that they never heard of, never expected. Um, women are turning up sterile. There is no, and they can't take recourse to any medical system or, you know, the healthcare care facility is just not there. So it's really beyond, it's, this is not family planning. This is population control because they are infiltrating, getting to our government. Gates Foundation can walk into any African health ministry. That scares me. That scares me because they are, uh dictating the agenda of the various African health ministries From country to country So uh, they've, they've really Placed themselves in this position That is almost godlike in African countries And anyone who reads my book Target Africa Will find the big picture Even the Clinton Foundation is also Getting into that business of Brokering with pharmaceutical industries Pharmaceutical companies Coming from the West Making money off of the bodies of African women I believe that that is the real war Being waged in Africa it's the war against the fertility of the African woman
0: we have entered a time here in america uh uju of of uh, of uh, i think profound evil um We are now in the state of the union um having half of the half of our Congress not willing to stand and applaud the effort to stop uh, the killing of a child moments after birth, not even abortion killing. After birth, half of our Congress wouldn't stand in support of that. Um, We're in a we're at a point of of choosing. And it seems to always be the same kind of people or actually the exact same people that are pushing these things all around the world, um, even though the population in America is not with them on this
2: yeah can I say something that is very that is really related to your Congress, particularly on the third of January of this year, uh, when your new Congress came into uh, came into session and and uh, I think Speaker Pelosi, I think that's her name, she then became the Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. He moved something called the HR 21 Appropriations Bill. Now, I study these things very closely, and I work very closely sometimes, too, fortunately, with the present administration. And the HR 21 Appropriations Bill has within it a, a, a part of it that wants to resume funding to abortion organizations in Africa, in Africa, so the the Mexico City policy was reinstated by President Donald Trump on his first day in office. I think back in 2017, and then the very first thing that uh, the these new people did when they came into 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 the, into office this year was to try to undermine the Mexico City policy, which directly is saving the lives of African babies and saving women African women from being hurt. That throughout the eight years of President Obama. Obama, Obama, unfortunately, even though the Africans loved him, the one thing my brothers and sisters in Africa didn't realize is that the Obama administration was spending millions and millions of dollars. From the pockets of US taxpayers to kill f- ch- children and babies in Africa, to bring population control to African countries, to run ads, horrible ads that any American I think will be ashamed of. But these things were being run in African countries. But because we are so small, Glenn, nobody heard our voice, nobody gave us any audience. We tried to get to the Obama administration, they would not talk to us. So now the first thing these people who were sitting yesterday during the state of your uh, state of the union uh, 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 event was, they were the people who, the same people who now want to resume funding for the killing of African babies, and I think it's very, very unfortunate. As an African, I call them out on it. I call the women, the the African-American women in your Congress who are Democrats, I call out the Democrat women, and I'm saying as an African woman, I find it objectionable, objectionable that they want to start moving millions of dollars into African nations to kill our children and to bring in a kind of feminism uh, that it will be toxic to the African society.
0: Uju, it's a it's a pleasure to talk to you and an honor to talk to you and thank you for taking on this fight and uh, alerting America. The name of the book is Target Africa, uh, something that everyone should uh, read, especially if you believe other cultures have a right to exist. Uh, gee, I thought that was something that the left was all about. Uh, the culture in Africa is against abortions. And the left, led by the uh, Gates Foundation, uh, is um, is is doing the exact opposite. And we are killing children with our tax dollars in Africa. Thank you so much, Uju. I appreciate it. And we'll continue to follow.
2: Thank you so much.
0: You bet. Uh culture of life, Africa com is her website sponsor this f hours field greens a real superfood the difference that sets it apart can be seen on the bottle it has nutrition facts not
1: supplement facts because mm-hmm. supplement facts can mean anything really mm-hmm. yeah uh, and
0: supplement means you have to supplement what's in there with something nutritious right there's, a, there's a, this thing that goes
1: around with superfoods mm-hmm. and everyone likes to call themselves a superfood uh i they i think they'd put it on like captain crunch if they could you yeah, know i mean like will, which i are. actually agree with captain crunch being i a do too food. fruit
0: loops as well
1: uh, but that's the thing you can eat captain crunch and then have a scoop of field of greens and mm-hmm. you're actually getting all the vegetables all the nutrients you're supposed to get in form of real food mm-hmm. and then you don't have
0: to actually eat a salad yeah and you don't have to and and they can market superfood uh and you'll know it's a superfood when it has nutrition facts on it not supplement facts All of the things that the supplements trying to dump in are already there because it's an actual superfood. And one scoop of field greens has a serving, one serving of real certified vegan, vegetarian, uh, USDA, organic fruits and vegetables. It's complete with the, you know, prebiotics, the probiotics, the antioxidants, all of it. Clean energy, healthier lifestyle. Try it now com. That's BrickHouseGlenn.com Use the promo code Glenn And you're going to get 15% off your first order uh, Again, visit BrickHouseGlenn.com Experience a better you tomorrow We break for ten seconds. Station ID You know... <sighs> Do you think that, Stu, the left is overplaying their hand at all? I I don't get an indication. I keep thinking they do, but I'm not getting an indication that they're scaring the crap out of Democrats yet.
1: Uh, I don't think they are. I I think the left in general is split into kind of two categories with some overlap. One being, hey, here's an opportunity for us to finally go for it. Mm-hmm. You talked about this forever, taking the masks off and just admitting this is what they wanted the whole time. Yep. We wanted socialism the whole time. We couldn't admit it until now. We used to say the era of big government is over from Bill Clinton. That's not us anymore. We're now admitting it. So I think that's part of it. The other part of it is I think uh, many on the left see far, far more importance in getting rid of Donald Trump over whatever policy is there. I think a lot of people could come out Like if they, if they like say, let's say Joe Biden runs and he runs as a moderate, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? He tries to go down the moderate lane, which is probably not what he's going to do. But if he does, they would be okay with Biden being the nominee, even if he didn't support things like Medicare for all, if they thought he could beat Trump. I think that is like so far above and beyond any other goal they have right now. It's gotten everybody's blind. So the people who normally would be uncomfortable with uh, an Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because there are Democrats who are like, wait a minute. I, we, we know them. I mean, they, they talk to us. Lots of them. They're just like, I, can't, I don't want a socialist. I, what, what's going on? Those people are muted because they just can't stand Trump so much. Mm-hmm. And their only goal is to get rid of him at this point. Anything's mm-hmm. better than this guy is essentially their mindset.
0: And that's it's not a, true. T- it's a very dangerous mindset. Very, very dangerous. Um, listen to uh, Representative Omar. Um, is this overplaying your hand? Listen to Omar. Not apologizing to the Covington kids.
1: Do you have any message for the Covington students after your tweet uh, criticizing them for racism? Any message for them tonight?
2: The message I have for them is that in in life often there are consequences on the way that you behave. Um, I, I, I feel sorry for the, the way that some of them have gotten um, blame and, and hurt, um, but I also recognize that uh, in, in the way that the video appeared that there was a native elder who was um, intervening and uh, really showing care for what it looked like to, to mediate a difficult situation and I wanted to hold him um, in, in space in my heart and and to have a conversation about what hate division uh, in this country looks like that is often perpetuated by uh, the uh, inhabitor of the White you, House.
1: Did, you did she seems to even admit there that it wasn't actually true.
0: Oh yeah she says what it, how it appeared. Mm -hmm. Um, No, and she won't apologize. She she, Her original post said the boys uh, were taunting black men and yelling racist chants. She said that in person. She said that online. We know that's not true. We we know that's not true. He was asking, do you have anything to say about the Covington kids? And, you know, here's a chance to retract that. Nope.
1: For her, there are consequences to her actions. Uh, Anti-Semitism, you know, all these incorrect statements. The consequence was being elected to Congress.
0: You're
3: listening to Glenn Beck.
1: Alert, alert, alert. Valentine's like Day is a week away right now. Uh, how about taking 10 to 15 years off your appearance or someone you love's appearance with the new GenuCell jawline treatment? No more turkey neck, double chin, or sagging jawline. It works really well. Linda B. from Marina Del Rey says, I love your jawline cream. It really works. I mean, I really see a difference and people never believe my age. It works. From now until Valentine's Day, the brand new GenuCell jawline treatment is yours free when you order GenuCell for bags and puffiness under the eyes and for results in 12 hours. The GenuCell immediate effects is also free. Go to GenuCell.com or 800-577-8709. Say goodbye to the double chin, the bags under your eyes, and even those laugh lines and crow feet are going to be gone. Guaranteed are your money back. Nothing to lose here. Crazy offer only for one more week. 1-800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. Order now. Get the GenuCell Collagen Builder and free express shipping as well. 800-577-8709 or G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com.
0: Tim Ballard joins us next from Iraq to talk about his meeting with Donald Trump and ISIS next iPatriots.us
1: is a new conservative alternative to liberal-based email services. It's secure, private, and safe. No ads or spam. And they won't collect or sell your data ever. Go to iPatriots.us right now. Pick your membership. At checkout, select your own iPatriots email address. Enter promo code PATRIOT. Get the first month free. Go month to month. Cancel anytime.
0: Our last guest was joining us from uh, London. We now jump uh, across the water and down a bit to Iraq, where uh, Tim Ballard uh, is joining us. Tim, welcome. Welcome to the program. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about what you uh, sent to me this morning. But first, uh, let's do this in chronological order. Your meeting with the president, uh, was it Friday or or Monday. It was Friday, wasn't it? It,
3: it? Yeah, it was Friday. It was. I think my my days are all twisted and turned right I know. now. Cause I, I, but I, I, yeah, it was Friday. I'm pretty sure it was Friday.
0: Yeah, yeah. you were probably gone by the time he hit the State of the Union. But he, he... I was in the air, yeah. Yeah, he made quite, um, uh, quite a statement about uh, sex trafficking and trafficking kids over borders. Uh, I think you made a, a great impact uh, on the president on that. And it's a great... Um, uh, a great argument for a wall because it's happening all over the country. Uh, or, I'm sorry, all over the world where borders are getting weak and people are trafficking in, uh, in children. And you made a, you had a great op-ed on it. What did the president say when you met him?
3: You know, he he asked me, he says, tell me from your experience, how a wall would help save children on the border. And it's an argument, frankly, that I, I was surprised hadn't been made earlier. Uh, you know, it, it absolutely does. I mean, you know, the, the, the critics are saying, you don't need to, you don't need walls because everyone's being arrested at the ports of entry. And I just want to pull my hair out. It's like, ports of entry don't work without walls. The walls are the things that push the traffic into the ports of entry. And so we're, the places where we have walls, that's where we rescue children. And, but the places where we don't have them, you know, there's one little girl. I think you might have met this girl at one point. I can't remember. I can't say her name, but we call her Liliana in the op-ed. Um, but this little girl, she's in tears right now. She's saying, you know, it's bad enough that I was trafficked and, and raped 30 to 50 times a day in your country after being kidnapped in Mexico. And now she feels like half the country's turning on her, denying that this could have happened because this little girl, she's about to go on federal trial. That's why she can't. She's working with the U.S. Attorney's Office, and we're taking care of her and preparing her and so forth. She was taken through a part of the border where there was no wall. And, and that's what that was her, her, her life of sex slavery for, for, for five years from the age of 11 years old until she was 15, 16 years old. It, and, this- and, and she says to me, a wall would have saved me. A wall would have pushed me into where the agents were in the ports of entry. I would have screamed for them. They would have rescued me. And she's in tears. And, and now your country's betraying me, she says.
0: Is this the little girl that ran to the flag? She saw the United States flag?
3: that's a different a whole, a whole different case oh my, my, my op-ed i go through so many cases yeah. of these of where the wall saved people it's just it's it's infuriating to me
0: so i want to read to the audience if i may tim uh what you sent me this morning uh, glenn i'm completely shocked by what i'm seeing we have been with armed guards and vehicles within 20 miles of isis isis is alive and well terrorizing christians very badly been debriefing and recently rescued uh been debriefing the recently rescued ISIS soldiers left the ISIS-occupied regions in Syria, came back, the same ISIS commandos, in civilian clothing. They are now hiding in plain sight. Now it's asymmetric warfare against the Christians, and they are still raping and enslaving Christians and Yazidis. Our work is far from done. People need to know, followed by five exclamation points.
3: Yes, yes, I I just came, I'm just in in the most somber of, you know, emotionally. I, I, we just, a couple of hours ago, came from these people. We beat, we, Nazarene Fund just pulled them out. Uh, nine families, Christian families, all their, their the, the father, the husband is, has been killed by ISIS. They're in tears, Glenn. They're in tears. I'm crying. They're holding me and saying, please, please this is an hour ago. Please tell your Christian, our Christian brothers and sisters in America, please don't forget about us. They think we're forgetting. Um, and, and we are. I think we are. Uh, they are still there. These, we, we, they, they just say, take us to Australia, get us, because that's where, you know, we're taking most of these people. Um, Glenn, I met this a little girl. This, this is, this is an, actually a very heartwarming story that um, I'm so excited to tell. Another little girl, um, she was kidnapped at 13 for three years. This is the horrific part. She was raped by several ISIS, uh, ISIS soldiers. Uh, her mom gave up. They, they had a report that she was dead last year. Mom got moved by Nazarene Fund to safety into Australia. And then we got to make the phone call about six, seven months ago. We found your baby. We found her daughter. Uh, we found her. We liberated her. I, I met with her today. Um, she's in safety now in, in, in a place in northern Iraq. And it'll be months now until we can get her to Australia. She wants you to go and deliver her personally to her mother mm. in Australia. I would I I would love to emotional, just
0: crazy. So, Tim, Australia, this it it has to be almost a little town now with just the people who have moved from uh, Syria and Iraq that are Christians that the Nazarene Fund has moved into Australia because Australia has been one of our best partners uh, and. Have you been to Australia yet to see the towns that they're living in?
3: That's my next stop. I'm going from here to to see them. Thousands Nazarene Fund has moved out there, and, and what's happening? I've, I didn't, I'm learning here on the ground. The Christians are being forgotten. Uh, Australia is one of the few that are taking the Christians. Um, other countries are taking you know other other victims. The United States has taken seventy thousand different refugees but they're not taking the Christians from Northern Iraq. They're not taking the Christians from Syria. Uh, that's something I'm, I'm hoping to work to change in Washington. Uh, but uh, but thank the Lord that we have Australia that is open arms. And just, I'm so grateful for this country that is taking thousands. And I'm going to be there in a couple of days to thank them personally and check in on, you're right, on the villages that are being created uh, by these amazing, awesome, hardworking, faithful, God-fearing, Christ-loving people who 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 are who are in Australia living their lives in freedom?
0: Tim, um, there is one other place that you're op- operating now that I don't want to talk about it uh, because of some up, um, uh, upcoming operations. Um, but uh, I uh, uh, I do want to talk to you when you have a chance offline um, because. Um, I would like to uh, I'd like to make uh, a trip uh, there and then also yes. I do want to I do want to go to Iraq. I would it would be an honor to escort her to her mother uh in uh, in Australia and I think people need to see the things that Australia has has done for the Christians uh who are still under persecution. It's is this a scary thing is. Yes, ISIS has been defeated, but those guys put you know, civilian clothes on and they just went back yeah. in and they're just waiting for us now to leave
3: yes i oh glenn the the, the the horror in their eyes i met a little boy today 12 13 years old he literally has his back looks like the hunchback of notre dame his mom's explaining the condition that he literally was in such fear for his life he hunched in the corner for week, week after week. They couldn't move him uh, when they were in captivity, and literally his body seized up, and he's he's in a state of almost semi-paralysis just because of the PTSD and fear. And his, his eyes are shifting. Oh we, we're going to get him help, but the fear in their eyes—they've lost their fathers, they've lost their siblings. Uh, one family, we we recovered one little girl, 13 years old. She was she was passed around to like 15 different ISIS commandos, mm. and two of her sister's children, sisters are still in captivity it's just it, talking to these people it's just and and, and they're they're crying for our, our their christian brothers and sisters in america and that's that's us we've got to respond there's so much more we have to do
0: tim thank you so much i
3: got pictures and videos i'm going to send you too by the way
0: please to do may i God. share just tell me which ones i can share
3: okay i'll, I'll send them to you okay. we'll black out some faces but yeah there's some amazing stuff
0: thank you so much tim ballard uh chairman of the nazarene fund uh and uh operation underground railroad you can get involved by just going to mercuryone.org uh and and uh it will link you to that or you can go to the, the nazarenefund.org nazarenefund.org or uh ourrescue.org as well and help us help us Do the job that no one else is willing to do for some reason and help us spread the light. Darkness is seemingly unending, but darkness cannot, cannot defeat the light. Let me tell you about ZipRecruiter. Hiring can be very, very time-consuming, especially if you're a small business owner. Um, you post a job to several online job boards, and then you just get tons of the wrong resumes. And you got to go through all of the resumes just to find a few people that have the right skills and the, the right experience or in the right part of the country. And so you're – I mean, it's a waste of time almost because you're just – overwhelmed with information the job sites that overwhelm you with those wrong resumes they're not smart you need smart technology you need ziprecruiter.com/back ziprecruiter goes out and finds the quali- uh, qualified candidates for you it has powerful matching technology it scans Thousands of resumes and identifies people with the right skills, education, experience, and then they go out and invite them to apply to your job. So you get the quality candidates when you need them fast. Most uh, most companies will report that they found somebody that is absolutely qualified within the first hour of posting with ZipRecruiter. Go to ziprecruiter.com slash Beck. You'll get this service for free. Try it out for free now. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck.
3: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Oh, so now, have you heard about the Virginia Attorney General? Okay, not the... not the. Well, I, I believe it's now on
1: all Virginia driver's license that uh, it just gives you a status of how many times you've used blackface in
0: the past. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. That's an interesting... All right, so the governor is in trouble. <laughs> then the lieutenant governor is also in trouble Mm -hmm. and now they just found out that the attorney general of virginia who's third in line he also has been wearing blackface so right now who's going to run the state is it going to be the racist the rapist
1: or the other racist and it's very (laughs) tight it's
0: It's a a good battle Uh, or it just could i mean it could just be left to you know uh you know some guy named fred I don't know. I've just been bowling my whole life. I was a loner. I never went to a party, so I didn't wear the blackface. This is a great premise for a movie. I think it should just be some guy Fred, and they should
1: everyone gets themselves thrown in Virginia. Thrown out of office. It
0: might be the problem is, I mean, apparently anybody in government has been into a party and dressed in blackface. That's an interesting development. I did not know that that was occurring. I will say, uh, the fourth
1: in, char- in line for the governor is a Republican. So they're oh, in a very weird spot funny. in theory, right? If all three of these guys got thrown out or stepped down, the Republican would take over the state. Now there's no way the Re- the Democratic party is going to let that happen. I don't think my guess would be if they all decide they're going to have to step down and this really starts burning them, they're all kind of saying now they're not going to step down. But if it gets to that point, they will figure out an order of secession in which like they'll make the number two guy step down first Name a new person there, then have the top guy step down and move
0: the second guy up. Like they'll try to find. How horrible. How horrible. They say they're into justice. How horrible. Oh gosh. Playing politics with this. They've got two people wearing blackface. I'd be off the air today if I had a little bit of shoe polish on my nose. And I'd be like, no, guys, I slept in a shoebox last night, and then I could have photos of it, and they would be accusing me, and there would be a campaign to get me removed today. That's so weird, too. This is a party that defended a grand wizard of the
1: Ku Klux Klan in the Senate for 50 years. Mm-hmm. And now, all of a sudden, one guy with a with a Michael Jackson costume, you're throwing him out of office? What, what, what has happened to this party? It was the party that came up with the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> that was their idea and now all of a sudden they can't even wear costumes right, right. wow things are
0: changing uh, so how do you keep track of it if yeah. you're a Democrat I don't even well know. you're okay with the black face and maybe even the Klan outfit but Michael Jackson is a step too far it is now did you hear that on the view um uh, oh yeah Joy Behar Joy Behar says that she dressed as a black woman and may have worn dark makeup which by the way Oh, that pisses me off about the New York Times. Did you see this? Oh, yes. That they had their headline. It wasn't blackface. Mm -hmm. He wore dark makeup.
1: Dark makeup and brown makeup. I saw both of those from the mainstream media. Are
0: you kidding me? It's called blackface. Yes.
1: Do you think they would have given that to a, a Roy, conservative Roy Moore? If he if that came out about him, you think they'd be like, oh, he wow. wore some dark
0: makeup. Trent Lott came into an old man's 99th year birthday party, Oh my gosh. you know, as he's drooling into a cup and he's like, you know, hey, America, he's done a lot of great things. And, uh, you know, we maybe it would have been better if we listened to him more often. Okay, well, he happened to be a grand wizard of the clan. No, that was a different guy,
1: too. I don't think he was. That was No. A, he had ran as a uh, segregationist
0: for president. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sturman, that's right. That's right. right. That's right. He wasn't even wasn't in even the Klan. Right. It was Bird. Yeah. Helms. It was Helms. 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 I'm thinking Thurman. Yeah, it was Helms. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) that's right. He ran on a platform of segregation. One, not not his whole career. Yeah, that that one one time mm -hmm. back in the 1960s, Trent Lott had to go. It really, it's incredible. I mean, they got Nancy Pelosi. Oh, Mammy, how I love you, how I love you, my old (laughs) nanny. I mean. they would do nothing. They would do. They would do nothing.
1: And they're very. They're torn right now because they have no loyalty to these. This guy in Virginia is new. They have no loyalty. As long as they keep a Democrat there, they don't care. It's not like Pelosi, which they would defend. So they're trying to get their points coming out and saying he, this guy should resign over these things. I just don't understand. Like again, what was he nineteen when this when this happened? Mm-hmm. Is this the? Let's just say he was a an actual racist at nineteen years old. We we've had. People who were former terrorists on the show, Mm -hmm. when they changed their mind and they've been won over to the the light side, the the side of uh, intellectual thought and enlightenment. Uh, you 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 will that seems to be okay. How many times have we seen murderers highlighted by the left who have changed their life around and now they're different? If you have evidence that this guy has been a racist for the past thirty-five years, by all means. But the fact that he wore a Michael Jackson costume a zillion years ago—it
0: wasn't a problem. They forgave him. Yeah. Unfortunately, the problem was is he he got everybody to pay attention. To their abortion, uh, their abortion yeah. bills—that's where this comes. They from. embarrassed him, and now all of a sudden, well, now wait a minute. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't have overlooked that. His usefulness is over. But now, apparently, nobody in the Democratic Party in Virginia is not racist or have been in blackface.
2: To Glenn Beck,
0: abortion. Boy, something I said I, I just For 30 years of my career, I'm not gonna tell I'm carrying enough water, I got enough torches, I can't carry that one too. It's a ratings killer, nobody wants to talk it. To my shame, to my shame, I remain quiet. Till about ten years ago. It is the most important thing we face and it is the cliff, it is the abyss that we are now staring into and we are either going to fall off that cliff or we are going to turn around and go the other way. History shows us what happens when this cliff is faced and the people fail and fall into the abyss. This is the moment of choosing. And Steve Dace has a way to help the fight. He joins us in studio in one minute.
2: This is the Glenn Beck program. So Bloomberg
0: uh, last week had a story about how the central banks bought more bullion last year than any time since 1971. Uh, Wow, that's kind of interesting. 1971. Wasn't that the year that uh, they ended the gold standard? End the gold standard since 1971. Last year, more gold bullion was sent to the central banks than ever before. Now, that is incredible. What does that tell you? According to the World Gold Council, governments added 651.5 tons of gold in twenty eighteen alone, that is a seventy four percent increase from the previous year. Russia is de dollarizing their reserves. It was the they were the biggest buyer, followed by Turkey. Hungary also made large purchases. China is, is buying up whole mines. They're not just looking for gold bullion, they're buying up the mines. Why? Because gold is always a, a hedge against changes in the international finance system. If the central banks are buying gold and they're on a, a buying spree, what do they know that you don't know? What do they know that, that you're being told, oh, no, don't worry about it. It'll always be. My grandfather taught me the people who made money in the Great Depression were the people who still had money in the Great Depression and the big money always gets their money out and parks it where it's supposed to be first ask yourself what do they know that you don't know Call goldline goldline.com goldline.com visit them online or call them at 866 goldline 1866 goldline Ask them to to send you some information about gold and silver and find out if it's right for you. It is for my family, and it is becoming much more critical at this time. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. One of the heavy hundred in uh, uh, Talkers Magazine, which shockingly is not a is not a fat joke uh because i'm on the heavy hundred too (laughs) you're on it every year i'm on it every year are you sure it's not a fat joke i'm pretty well no i'm actually not maybe not maybe i'm fooling myself uh steve dace uh has his uh daily radio show uh and a uh a podcast on television as well uh here on the blaze every day following this he is one of the Um, one of the real good guys in this business, he is a deep thinker, a deep Christian and a guy who holds on to his values no matter what. He is also the author of a new book called truth bombs, but he has traveled across the country to come to beautiful Dallas, uh, in the middle of the week Mm -hmm. to show me a movie.
4: For once, I'm not promoting – I'm not doing self-promotion when I go somewhere. Okay. Uh, But uh, there's a a team of filmmakers at uh, Believe Entertainment, and they're huge fans of your show. Uh, And they actually ended up buying the film rights to my last book, A Nefarious Plot, because they heard you talking about it on the air. And that's what introduced them to the book. So we get a kickback for that? Uh, Well, yeah, let's talk afterwards. 10% just as your agent. (laughs)
0: That's all.
4: And they were mulling over what their next film project was going to be. And they chose to put this one as a priority over the film adaptation of my book, Mm -hmm. not knowing... You know, it takes two years to make a movie Mm -hmm, like this, mm -hmm. not knowing we would be sitting here with the governor of New York saying the things that he said, uh, the governor of Virginia saying the things that he has said. Um, And and the movie is unplanned. And I'm sure there's tons of people in your audience that know the story of Abby Johnson, the former Planned Parenthood uh, manager. She's remarkable. uh, Who uh, turned whistleblower. Yeah. And this is a movie that is based on her book and her experiences. And uh, you can find the trailer on Facebook. I've posted up on my Facebook wall as well. I, I think though the trailer doesn't do the film justice the trailer i think only hints at what is in the film what's going to set this film apart from other pro-life movies you've ever seen is it's going to take you inside an abortion clinic ben. Uh, Glenn, you're going to see an abo- you're going to see abortions happen Uh, It is not gratuitous. The film work, the way that they do it, you are fully aware of what is occurring in a way that it confronts you with the reality of these situations. So, I mean, this isn't pimple popper on, you know, reality TV meets, uh, you know, meets the pro-life movement. There's nothing gratuitous or anything happening here. So are these
0: these reenactments?
4: The reenactments of actual cases that Abby witnessed when she was there. And when they brought this film to Iowa for me to see it about a week and a half ago. And, um, and the first five minutes I was sitting there thinking, oh no, I'm going to have to tell the truth and we're already off to a bad start. Because it has some of the, you know, it has some of the schmaltzy, cheesy, Christian movie thing that when I came in here a little while ago, you looked at me and rolled your eyes because you know what I'm talking about. I know. I was.
0: Uh, you know. I didn't know you were coming in for this. Yep. I knew I had a movie to see tonight. And and I was just talking to my daughter. And I said, I don't want to go see this movie because <laughs> I know. That I don't want to not like it. I don't want to not like yes. it. And I don't want to have to look a filmmaker who has tried so right. hard right in the eye and say, dude man stop with the christian preachy kind of stuff I, i know i know
4: it then takes a very dark turn about five minutes into this you're thinking this is another you know christian movie and where's the cheesy conversion scene right yeah 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 and then and then abby johnson arrives at work on the day that changed her life when they made her go inside the operating room when they were short of nurses and actually forced her to confront for real not the aftermath of what is happening. She had seen a lot of young women that were bleeding, that were in serious medical conditions, and treated them afterwards. Uh, now she's got to witness uh, firsthand what was really going on in there. She has to there. assist. She has to assist. And you assist with her. And I, I'm no shrinking violet. The film made me made me swallow hard, took my breath away. Where the film needs to be great... That is, it's great where it needs to be. And that's what I told them after I saw the movie, meaning people are going to be forced to see what goes on inside Planned Parenthood in ways they never, ever have before.
0: Do you think, who's going to watch this film? Do you think it will um, strengthen the people who are on the border Mm -hmm. um, and bring them? bring them on board or do you think it has a chance of bringing people who are pro-choice and not strongly i Mm -hmm. mean not you know not giving to planned parenthood but think they're strongly on pro-choice do you think they will go and see this i thought when i first saw the film
4: that the, the target audience, you know, Stu, you and I were talking about your wife before we came on, and I thought the target audience is it would take people like your wife, uh, like my wife, like me, um, and, and that's a lot of our audiences, and it would confirm them that now, once and for all, we need to end this, which is a pretty big audience. I mean, we had 100,000 people at the March for Life a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But I think the audience this is expanded now. Now that we're talking about live birth oh, killings, I,
0: I think I mean, look, my wife, my daughters are talking about it. Everybody I know is talking about yeah. it right now. It's this. There is, um, there is a fight for life, and it's beyond politics. It's not being stirred up this time. I should say this: it's not being stirred up. Do you remember when we were with um, Orrin Hatch? And we were talking about the Tea Party and, you know, we said, are people really going to come out in the Tea Party? And and he was asking us about stuff. And he said, um, he said, you know, all I have to do is I'll just propose a flag burning amendment. And that always gets people in the streets. And we were horrified. That he told you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That he told us the truth. Don't that, tell us that, the that, truth. That, we don't want to know that. Yeah, that was just <laughs> horrifying. And we all looked at each other as he was talking. We're like, oh, my gosh, this guy is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, uh, and we knew that. He just didn't know we knew that. Right. Um, but uh, it, it was so horrifying. This is not that. This is not that. This is not a, um, a, a political football. It. It wasn't at least started by the right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was this crazy group of people that actually believe, yeah, we can just let a child, you know, we'll birth the child. But if we tried to kill it, you know, we'll keep it comfortable until we decide how we're going to kill it. I mean, it's so far beyond what even Democrats think. Right. That the people who are pro-life but have never been involved, I think they are I think they're just beginning to wake up and go, you know what, I got, this has got to stop. Well, it,
4: it's because, and, and you see Abby's evolution in this film you see her fall for all of the talking points and they' and they and they're not and they're presented objectively in the way a planned parenthood would present them mm-hmm. uh, they're not presented hamfistedly you can see why a young woman in her situation who's had unwanted pregnancies you can see why she would go down this road and it's and, and it sounds right and it sounds reasonable and it's the same thing with my mom when she finds out you know, she's pregnant with me at 14. You know, and it it seems reasonable when Roe vs. Wade happens literally a month later. Uh, it seems reasonable for her not to want to be a mom at 15 until she has to hear the heartbeat of her own child. And then she has to confront, can I really do this? Is this really the tonsillectomy that they're selling me that this is? Mm -hmm. And that's what, and that's what this movie forces you to confront more than any other pro-life film I've ever seen. Uh, and it does so pretty brutally. Uh, and I think they're, and, and maybe this is something we'll talk when they get down here tonight, is, you know, I would encourage them, and I've even told them behind the scenes, when, when, when you're done doing the NRBs and, and the, the Christian-y crowd, and there's a certain amount of safe that you have to, you know, and I've I run into this all the time in my line of work. There's a certain amount of safe you have to portray to get these people on board. We don't want any controversy. We don't want anything like that. When you After you, after you make all those rounds, you get those people on board. I think you should cut another trailer. Right before the movie comes out at the end of March and drop a bomb and let people know what is really coming in over 800 theaters on March 29th, because this is not this is not a feel good story. You are going to be confronted with the truth of what is really
0: going on in every one of your Planned Parenthoods all over America. I don't know if you've sold me on going to that movie. I think that that message sells a lot of people going. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it.
1: Yeah, you mentioned my wife, and my wife has been pro-life as long as I've ever known her, very pro-life. We have two small kids. Um, but this New York story has, I've seen a different side of her come out as far as the emotion and the passion about to it. To the point to yeah. where
0: she's risking her career. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's—and uh, so when this, when I heard that this preview was coming, I mentioned it to her. One of her friends, I had seen it somehow uh, as well and, and saw you know what you're talking about and mm-hmm. she as someone who is super pro-life and someone who's really passionate about this issue recently in particular i thought she was like going to be all in on seeing it she was she was scared away by uh, seeing the actual brutality of it um and that's a tough thing for people to get over i think when you're on the pro-life side right like you can kind of make the, the understanding of, okay i i'm already on the right side of this i don't necessarily have to see it for someone who like abby I mean, this was Abby. She was on the pro-choice side. Mm -hmm. And this really moved her. It's the same thing, uh, you know, uh, that people, I'm a vegetarian, which uh, is the nation's only conservative vegetarian. Um, And, uh, but like, (laughs) I pray for you. Thank you. Uh, uh, But that's what they try to do, right? Like, they try to show, okay, here's a slaughterhouse. Here's the real brutality of what's going on. And that is effective for people, especially when they don't, they don't, they haven't really faced it. And if we can just get some people on the left or the pro-choice side that not not the Tulsi Gabbard's of the world, but right. someone a who's Democrat right there, side. a Democrat, Democrat. who's like, who's just like you know, I, I think you know, I don't like this, but
4: you know, women should have the right to choose. That person can be really effective I something agree. Like this, I totally agree with that. And I think I think you know, there's one of the greatest pro-life speakers I've ever heard is from here in Texas. Actually, uh, pastor a church for I might even still pastor it uh, over in Houston. Dr. Lawrence White is his name, mm-hmm. and and. He used to drop this line in his pro-life speeches that just it was a neutron bomb, and that is the killing will continue until the church says "Make it stop." Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of a lot of ministries around the country they do their one pro-life sanctity of life Sunday mm-hmm. and then they just move on for the other fifty one weeks out of the year mm-hmm. and the killing continues and and this is a this is a movie that is designed to close that sale. Are you willing do you do you really understand what you're for? Do you really understand what you're against? And once you understand it, are you willing to do what it will take to make it end?
0: Mm. So it is... Um, you know, I said we were on vacation uh, to my family uh, and we started our vacation at Auschwitz. Mm. And my, my, my wife said, honey, stop calling it a vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing, nothing resembling a vacation begins in Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did it because I... I wanted my family to see the truth, stare it in the face and say, who are we? Mm -hmm. Who are we? Mm -hmm. And if this movie can do that, it's what uh, the abolitionists in America and, and in England tried to figure out. How do we get people to actually look at slavery? If you can get people to actually look at it mm-hmm. and decide, mm-hmm. uh, it will change the world. I, I'm I'm glad you're here. Good I'm to see glad you. Glad you're here. Thanks okay. Me. Uh, back in just a second. More Steve days. Our sponsor this half hour is uh, is Norton Security. Now, uh, here's the problem with public public Wi-Fi. Public Wi-Fi is public. It's public. It allows anybody to come in and uh, and get anything that they they want to get. You you, public Wi-Fi is a nightmare. Now, so are VPNs. If you don't know who's providing the VPN, um, VPN is to guard you. Uh, it, it actually, if you've ever seen the you know movies where they're like quick trace the call where's he coming from where's the computer and (laughs) And it bounces bounces, around the map bounces all Mm -hmm. around the globe that's what a vpn does and it keeps all of your information secure you're actually on a server you know in sweden or something like that um and it keeps you secure however facebook has just come out with a new vpn Oh, I'm sure you can trust Facebook's VPN to never get any information from you. Oh, no. Are you They're, kidding me? They are me? not interested in data, that Facebook. Yeah, they just don't care. Yeah, they about don't it. care. Mm-hmm. You need Norton Secure VPN, Norton Secure Virtual Private Network. It's for your laptop. It's for your mobile devices. If you don't know what a VPN is now, I guarantee you in the next two years, you will be on a vpn you will have a vpn you need one if you want to be secure norton.com slash vpn starts as low as three dollars and 33 cents a month it is a vpn that is secure because norton security is the group behind it norton.com slash vpn go there now norton.com slash vpn 10 seconds station id Steve Dace is uh, with us. You start your show in uh, about 35 minutes mm-hmm. uh, here. You're going to be using Blaze Studios or using I am. this one? No, okay. just down the hall. Um, so, uh, uh, Steve, tell me what you thought of the um, State of the Union.
4: You know, I'm looking at your board uh, that you have here in the studio, and the point you have number one up on the chalkboard there says polarization. Mm-hmm. And I think that's abs- I think we're absolutely polarized, but I think it's actually even worse. I think it's balkanization. I think that there are just too many places where the cultural differences are too deeply embedded now. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a knee with no cartilage. It's bone on bone. Mm-hmm. And so there are no places, there's some places where no matter who Republicans and Democrats nominate, they cannot win or lose there. And then there's about a dozen states that are kind of, I think, now floating in the middle of this balkanization. And I think the president, particularly the second half of the speech, made a case for an existential level debate with the Democratic Party about the future of America in the 2020 election beyond just how do I get to 270? Mm -hmm. Uh, Meaning, do you understand existentially, on a civilizational level, where where the Democratic Party wants to take you? Mm -hmm. Did did you watch Kamala Harris not stand when we said we were going to kick... peyotes and drug dealers out of the country Mm -hmm. uh did you watch Alexandria ocasio cortez look at her neighbor in white and say is it okay to stand for arresting and busting sex traffickers Mm -hmm. okay um you know did you did you take a look at chuck schumer's face when we talked about live birth uh baby abortions Mm -hmm. uh and and i think that he can if that is, if I were his political director, that message to me is the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. The biggest the biggest problem the president has right now is just not liked enough. And if he could raise his favorables, even to the Mendoza line, um, that there's enough balkanization in the country that he now becomes a positive enough vehicle for people that whether they like what he tweets on Twitter or whether they like what he says or not... When they say, I, we can't allow them to take the country where they want to go. Mm-hmm. And and this next election is going to be decided, guys, with suburban women. In 2010, 2014, and 2016, Republicans averaged winning that group by at least five points. They lost them by eight in the last election. And so with Donald Trump, if he wants to be reelected, he needs to force those suburban women to make this choice. What do you hate more? What I tweet on the presidential throne at 5 a.m., or the direction the Democrats want to take the country. And the more he can force sub- suburban women to make that choice, the more likely he is to be reelected and maybe by a wider margin than people anticipate. And the less that he forces them to make that choice, that's when his unlikable persona-, persona comes to the table. And that's where you start getting into territory where it almost doesn't matter how crazy the Democratic nominee is. People will just want somebody different to yeah, look and at.
1: That's scary. When it gets one on one, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. we only have about 15 seconds left. Glenn, could you just quickly uh, uh,
0: describe what the Mendoza line is? Not in fifteen seconds. No, no? Not in fifteen seconds. Really? I, you know what? I'm going to pretend I don't know and uh, and ask Steve to to, oh. to define that. Steve hosts a sports uh, show with Kurt yes. Schilling. Uh, yeah. He would be
1: able to easily yeah. describe the Mendoza line. You just kind of nodded as if you knew what it was. <laughs> I do. That was
0: interesting. Well, you know, I mean, it's, a, it's well. a very well known sports uh, line okay. uh, and okay. phrase. That was good. After uh, I said that, it was a sports show, that was good that you identified. Well, no, okay. I, I mean, I knew that already. Now I'm out of time.
3: You're listening to
0: Glenn Beck. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the politician named Mendoza. In history. I'm like, I don't know who that is. All right, no one should feel unsafe at home. Period. There is no place at home for fear, and that's been Simply Safe's mission from day one. Three million families and businesses agree, and they are now protected with Simply Safe. I remember when this company had six employees, and uh, and just what. Eight months ago, 12 months ago, there were only 2 million people that were protected by mm. Simply Safe. Now it's 3 million. Uh, they're a remarkable company that really, truly cares about people's safety, and they care about their product really really care about getting it right i love this company and these people um they protect my home they should protect your home it's simplysafebeck.com. safe, simply safe go there now and save a buttload of money
1: if you want more steve dace uh, you can get it at blaze tv.com slash beck use the promo code beck and save some money back with more in a second
0: We're with Steve Dace, and we're talking about the coming 2020 election and what it means for America. Uh, I I do believe that um, we are at the turning point. This this one, I know we say it all the time. No, don't do it. Don't do it. But don't you think it's true this time? Possibly, if if the candidate is a a raving socialist. It's what's going to happen in 2020 is
4: the argument guys like uh, us have wanted all these years that Republicans like Orrin Hatch uh, have have said we don't need to have and it's ridiculous. And you guys are radicals. We are finally going to have this argument. Unfortunately, it's not going to be because we pressed on offense moments like with the Tea Party movement, for example. Um, This is going to be open war is going to be thrust upon you. Aragorn Uh, Sauron is coming over the Black Gate. And he doesn't care if Aragorn's in charge or Pip and Mary. So regardless so whatever your feelings of Donald Trump at this point are largely irrelevant now because Sauron and his hordes, they're coming over the black gate in this next election and it'll be up to the American people to decide whether they have the resolve
0: to force them back or not. That's th- that I don't know if people um, I don't know if people are getting that yet. Do you think that they will cuz I think if you don't get it yet mm-hmm. you have a chance of being left uh, on the on the sidelines left behind or worse being scooped up by Sauron.
4: The the message the president articulated on Tuesday night the tale, the, the way that it complemented itself where he talked about or he used the term executing babies. Yes. We would have never heard George W. Bush use language like that. All mm-hmm. right. That kind of stark language. And then, but then to follow it up with the inspirational story of the Holocaust survivor at the end.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And I, I think most Americans aren't ready uh, for the conservatarian and limited government revival. I think most Americans also aren't ready for Das Kapital. I think most Americans aren't sure what they are ready for, aren't sure who we can be in the future, but they want to still believe we can be the people we were in the past. And so if the president can focus enough to create where he is the proxy of the spirit of Americana, the spirit of Americanism, uh, if he can be the, the vehicle for that up against the left, <sighs> then I think he can be a very effective weapon. That's where his trolling and some of those things work to our advantage, I think. But, but I, I, we're going to have this debate, Glenn, because the, the left has now decided. They believe they've completed Antonio Gramsci's long march through the institutions. They think they control them all. And they think that Trump is unpopular enough and is undisciplined uh, and egotistical enough now that they can run an open communist and, and run it in broad daylight. They can jump out in a red unitard and a pitchfork now. They don't have to pr- convince us he's not there anymore.
0: So do you believe that this abortion thing, um, you know, at first I thought this is this is uh, just uh, politics to rally their base Um, And then I thought, you know, this is really a setup for the argument about the Supreme Court Mm -hmm. uh, when Ginsburg dies. Mm -hmm. That's what this is about. And now that I've been in the room with them, (laughs) uh, I think this is just those are secondary to. No, we're going to win. We're going to win, and this is what we really believe. Yep. And it's time to come out because the people will be with us. And yes. it's, it's a it's an arrogance, uh, and I saw it sitting there. Um, in in the state of the union i i I wish the cameras would have been from my perspective from the back because you could watch these people and how they were reacting the whole time how they were coordinating when to stand when to clap what to clap for when they were disgusted Mm -hmm. um, and making faces and booing and hissing that you couldn't hear at home it was phenomenal the arrogance especially of the freshmen and the women who are all dressed in white. What you're describing is a religious fervor. It was. Uh, you're describing cultic activity.
4: I mean, this, is, this isn't progressivism. This is the old paganism. Uh, and, and we're going to have a debate not because we want to have it or we have the guts or the testicular fortitude on our side to have it because we don't. We'd like to run from it. We'd prefer Pleasant Valley Sundays uh, and NFL Sunday ticket. And I say that as a guy who's tempted by those things as much as anybody else. We would prefer just to continue living out uh, in quiet desperation here. But uh, we're going to have an existential debate. Do you want paganism or the Judeo-Christian foundation that the Western civilization was built on? And we're going to have it because they want to have it. And they will settle
0: for absolutely nothing Nothing less. And I wrote in my one of my fiction books, The Eye of Moloch, mm-hmm. um, uh, a scene um, uh, in the Bohemian Grove that it, it all kind of came to uh, an understanding that what uh, was celebrated by evil with Moloch and, mm-hmm. and, and Baal uh, in the Old Testament is still happening Mm -hmm. it's just happening without the trappings Mm -hmm. of all of that but it was Baal was a god who said come eat drink and be merry have sex do whatever you want just give me your child's blood uh once you're once you're pregnant bring it to me and we'll kill the child together and that was the ceremony and and everybody was joining in and we're doing the same thing mm-hmm. as as they were uh, in the Old Testament. We just don't call it bail. We call it what? Liberalism, progressiveism. <laughs> progressivism. progressivism? Mm-hmm.
4: That's that is exactly right. And it's a point. I've tried to make for years and I had the senator the Orrin Hatch in my state Charles Grassley and others when I was coming up in local media and I'm a radical and I'm an idiot and I'm making things worse and Republicans can't win well the bad news is I, people like me were right all along uh, and the good news is though we're gonna have an honest fight now all the lines are gonna be drawn and Confucius say, man who straddles fence for too long eventually gets nether regions caught in it. <laughs> uh, you, will not, um, you will not be permitted uh, moral neutrality. There will be no Switzerland's. Uh, as Eric Erickson likes to say, you will be made to care. And they're going to be the ones making you care.
1: Uh, one thing I think is interesting about this as we go th- to 2020 is I'm concerned about when a field narrows to one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And so if they do go through this primary process and a socialist, a legit socialist I mean, comes through it, which is really possible here. I mean, someone who's
0: very fir- possible, especially than the,
1: anyone they've ever run,
0: especially mm-hmm. if the economy is weak. If yeah. the economy is really bad, socialist will win. And so even though the American
1: people might be much more aligned with the way Trump has governed mm-hmm. than this, the personality stuff they don't like. It's, when it's a one-on-one thing, if they they don't have this economy to fall back on or some other big bump in the road, they might wind up just saying, no, I don't want Trump. I'll take whatever the other option is. Yeah. And that option could be seriously radical. I mean, it's in a way a reverse of what happened with in the Democrats to 2000, in
4: 2016. To, or, or, what, or, or, or Democrats pulled off in 2008 with mm-hmm. Bush fatigue. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you're you are exactly right. If you go back to the Nixon-Kennedy debate in 1960, Every presidential election but one, this last one, was won by the president who had higher favorabilities. The only reason it didn't happen this time is both Hillary and Trump were so far underwater, their negatives were so high that the favorable metric was irrelevant. Correct. Okay. Uh, The other thing, too, is historically, presidents have been been reelected in America about 70% of the time. Uh, And and if you look at only one president in American history got reelected by getting fewer uh, electoral college votes than what he received in his first election when we didn't before manifest prior mm-hmm. or past manifest testing that was obama obama is yeah. the only one that ever got reelected by his base shrinking from where he first got elected and that's largely because his he won by a lot in 2008 yes. he had to so win. the the challenge for the president if, if somebody on his team somebody he cares about and respects around him still somebody needs to say to him this year you need to be the president of the united states you need to raise the stature and respectable, respectability level of your presidency. And you let them go off and do their own little communist, uh, you know, locust feasting on each other, like HuffPo writing about, uh, you know, uh, the Minnesota senator can't keep a staff and all this stuff. Let them do that to each other. You need to, for people to see you as a credible president because the majority of Americans right now do not. And so you need to you need to build up you and your image and your presidency first. The time for trolling, which he greatly enjoys, and taking and the one-on-one combat, and I get it because I love it too. That time will come, but that time is not yet now. And if he doesn't build up the image of his
0: presidency, he will lose that one-on-one. The problem there is, I think, is that uh, the president likes a street brawl. He likes it, mm-hmm. and uh, the Democrats know it. And they're going to provide the street brawl. Mm -hmm. And they're just going to be taunting him. I agree. Like like Nancy Pelosi's little insulting clap. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're going to goad him every step of the way. He needs to have the strength to restrain himself. Yep. Because it will be bad if he rises above and says, that's whatever they want to do, they're doing. She's goading him
1: right now to go for the shutdown again. Mm -hmm. Her her latest comments on the shutdown was like, look, we're not going to have another shutdown. I know we're not. It's too hot to handle for him. Now, you say that to Donald Trump. Yeah. The first thing he wants to do is shut not only the government down, but the entire country just to prove a yeah. point. And they're trying to goad him into things that they find beneficial. And it's going to be tough for him to resist it
0: because they're just so irritating. They are. <laughs> they really are. They, are. they are. They are. Steve Dace, you can hear him. Uh, he's going to be next on the uh, Blaze Radio and Television Network. Blaze TV dot com slash Beck. Subscribe now. Use the promo code Beck and you're going to save uh, some money on that. Ten percent. Steve, thank you so much. Yeah, man, thank we'll you talk very to much. You. We'll talk care. to you again. Be listening in about fifteen minutes. And don't forget about the book. Uh, Truth Bombs is out now in stores. Uh, get it from Steve Dace. Uh, you got to get that uh, right away. Okay, let me tell you about X chairs. Oh, I can't tell you how good it is to be out of the Washington bureau. Uh, they don't have X chairs. In fact, I think they have some sort of torture <laughs> chair. It is, is it medieval brand. Yeah, it's yeah. like a. It's almost like those nineteen uh, seventies like mushroom chairs. I mean, it's it's like some design chair that supposedly looks good. Rents a lot cheaper here in, in Texas. Oh my I don't gosh. know what they're paying up there. You walk, you walk <laughs> into the room, and you're like, I am not sitting on that. And uh, lo and behold, you're sitting there for three hours, and it is a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. I could barely walk after the show yesterday. X chair great great chair x chair they have the super x chair which has i mean it's like professor x is going to wheel around and it. it's a great chair uh, the, even the x basic which will save you a lot of money has all of the great adjustments and i'm telling you they are as comfortable as any recliner when you lean back there is as comfortable as any recliner i've ever sat in. this is an office chair Go to xchairbeck.com. They have a new financing option. You play, pay as little as $30 a month. X-chair also on sale for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck, B-E-C-K, dot com. You'll also get the uh, free footrest. Uh, and uh, if you use the promo code BECK, you'll save that $100. Get the footrest as well at xchairbeck.com. Radio code BECK. Really excited to uh, to introduce you to Arthur Herman. Um, he is a guy who I just met recently, and I am one of his biggest fans. He's a historian. Uh, he is a a writer of some of the best history books on American history that I've ever read. He's a great, tremendous writer and can tell stories about America uh, that you just you just haven't heard. Um, he's going to be on our podcast this Saturday, the Glenbeck podcast. You can grab it. It's free wherever podcasts are available. Uh, it's Arthur Herman. Uh, he wrote uh, Freedom's Forge. Uh, he also has been asked by the Pentagon to come and advise them because of Freedom's Forge. It showed how American industry got in uh, and helped us win the war. And they asked him, do you think an American industry would still behave that way and you have to hear his answer it's on the podcast it's this Saturday just sign up uh, for the podcast make sure that you review and rate uh, um, and 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 subscribe because that is the way other people find the podcast so if you want somebody to discover it uh, you have to review rate and subscribe.
1: I have a lot of confidence in American industry. Um, I mean, if we can come up with Taco Bell nacho fries, I feel like we could kind of do anything. I mean, right. that's an amazing, I mean, a Mexican I don't think that's the fry, industry
0: that's we're sort of thinking about saving well, America. You're not
1: but. in the military. I'm sure the military will be like, you know what? Yeah, send the nacho fries. I heard a commercial though today. I wanted to get your opinion on this mm-hmm. from a cultural perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, Papa John's. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they ran a commercial today. And I swear they're trolling like organic food snobs with it the actual tagline was uh if you uh if you like to eat uh, if you like to get your food directly from the source get our six dollar takeout pizza today and it's like <laughs> directly from the source doesn't mean oh, going yeah. to pick it up at the at the oh, yeah. at the shopping yeah, center yeah, yeah
0: that is a troll that is a troll that's right? a troll right? all right a troll. I troll
1: I'm, I'm papa John's I'm, yeah. i i i I kind I like of I li- I I I, salute you. I do. I salute you. Like the lo- eat local thing. They're making yeah, fun yeah, of the yeah, eat local yeah. thing. Yeah. But right. none of the, the context of the commercial made me think at all that it was a trolling spot until you actually listened to what they said, which is you know, we you, you get your food from the source. That means like you go to the farm, mm-hmm. it's farm to table, mm-hmm. it's eat local. But I think that's also great.
0: Papa John should also do the eat local. You want to eat local? Call your local Papa John's. That's 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 basically what they're saying. It is. Come pick
1: it it up. It's the source of the food. (laughs) Yeah, but just shipped in the cheese from like another country. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which, again, I'm totally fine with. I have yeah. absolutely
0: no idea where it the comes tomatoes, from. Tomatoes. Man, the tomatoes were made in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. And I mean made. They were grown. They were made in Mexico.
1: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. We need more companies with balls. I mean, like Papa John's has had its own issues of uh, the past few years where they've uh, kind of folded a little bit on some uh, very uh, tough moments. Which would make, kind of surprised me that they would go down this road. Usually, when a company has a, an issue like this, the next 12 years of their advertisements are, we just want you to know, we're not going to show you a piece of our pizza, but we really like black people. Black people are wonderful. You know how much we like black people? More than white people, I'll tell you that much. It's
0: like, that's your
3: ad campaign
0: for the next six months. Yes. Uh, or but maybe six years. But I think you're years. getting to the point now to where people know... They're gonna hate us no matter what we do. Yeah. So, and who's your fan
1: if you're Papa John's? Like, it's the person who thinks eating local's dumb. So I think yes, that's a
0: yes. That's a good yes. campaign. Eat local. We're local. Yeah. We'll drive it to your house. <laughs> Come on, that I mean, you can't get any more local than that. It's your place. <laughs> you, think, you think an out-of-towner is gonna do that? No. no. <laughs> I, 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 I I'd like to see more of that. Quite frankly. All right. See you tonight. It's a call-in show. Any questions you want, State of the Union, whatever, at com slash back, 5 p.m. Eastern.